This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production. Hi guys, I'm so excited to have all of you join me today. Today's episode is all about starting all over again as you become your own hashtag best me ever. And with us today is Karim Daki, the CEO and co-founder of Claim.ai. An industry leader in his own right, Karim has held multiple top management positions across the globe in highly demanding environments of private equity, and technology management. Today, he teaches us the value in allowing oneself to start all over again after experiencing several failures and utilizing them as his inspiration as he leads with humility and purpose. Before I begin, I would like to thank my podcast management group, Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, and my producer, Jamie, for this wonderful opportunity to share this inspiring conversation to the rest of the world. Feeling excited? Let's start the show! This podcast is brought to you by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with the mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now! via www.kangaroofern.com A feel-good podcast filled with beautiful thought-provoking reflections. What is it in your life that you want to become? Who do you want to be? And inspiring soulful stories to help you become your authentic, unapologetic, grandest version of yourself. Your own hashtag best me ever. You begin to ask yourself why. You find yourself lonely, depressed, feeling unworthy, unloved, doubting yourself, and asking this question. Why me? Why did it have to happen to me? Hosted by Global Master Coach and international best-selling author, Mike Sellis. Hi there, Kareem. It's so nice to have you on board today. It's been a while. Yeah, hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. I, indeed, I'm super glad to be here and, and discuss this amazing topic with the audience. Tell us something while you were growing up. How was it like being, you know, Kareem Daki at, let's say, age seven? How was it? 
I, I recall from my uh, early childhood days, a happy childhood. I always felt that I was different from people. From the other kids, I was very energetic. Uh, I was extremely curious, didn't sleep a lot, didn't like to sleep really. Passionate about the things that I was doing. So trying to learn a lot, trying to do mm-hmm. many different things. That's sort of the, the memory that I have of that, uh, of that Karim there back then. Mm. So you seem to have a very happy childhood. Ever experienced anything that made you feel otherwise? No, I really think the the most challenging moment in my uh, in my life was uh, when my father died and I was 17 years old. I think that was really one of the very first very very difficult moment in uh, in my life. You know, I remember very well the night where uh, it was announced to me and what I was doing and um, that was the first time where, you know, I felt that I entered in life. How did that particular event affect you? in the process as you were going through your life then? From what I recall that, you know, my, my father used to be a businessman and had a couple of businesses. And all along, he wanted us to go study abroad and come back to Morocco to help grow up his business. I think that's how my mm. sense of entrepreneurship kind of developed. And fortunately, he passed away before I had the chance to get my university diploma and mm-hmm. my master's degree. During that difficult time the family went through a very very tough situation we had to handle some of the debt that uh, the companies of my father had and other difficulties like that obviously my mother and sister who were older that had to handle this were not equipped uh, to handle these businesses and as these businesses were as time was passing by those businesses starting to underperform and uh, ultimately we had to close uh, to close them down So how did you feel when you had to close what your father has put up? How did that actually affect your journey towards, you know, putting your own startup? I remember that I was frustrated with my brother, older brother and sister because of they were not capable of managing that business. Mm-hmm. And they were not also prepared and they never prepared to manage these businesses. So. At the beginning, I was upset at them, but then I had to continue to do my studies. So I was passionate about science. I did the master's degree in computer networking and then subsequently wow. an MBA in business because I really wanted to have the business elements and to, so that I can build and manage businesses uh, down the line. And I think looking back at all this, I've accomplished all of that and I did become an entrepreneur and I'm applying all of the learnings that I went through either by seeing those difficulties back then or, you know, whatever I have learned at the business school that I'm using pretty much every day. You're a one-of-a-kind entrepreneur, my friend. And tell us something about your adventure in Myanmar. You did put up your own company there, right? That's correct. So after my MBA, as I mentioned to you, I came back to the UAE. I worked for an investment firm for about 10 years. I became CFO there. And there is this journey. I set up their investment framework for telecommunication infrastructure. I convinced the board to give me $250,000 and go and ventured with this in Myanmar, where the country was just opening up. Back then, the telecom penetration was extremely low. The SIM card was around $1,000, and it was a, a massive opportunity. I got lucky. I managed to win a very big contract uh, for the fund I was working for and became the co-founder of this uh, successful tower company in Myanmar. And seven years down the line, uh, now it's been acquired by a, a private equity firm. 
at $700 million. So technically, I've co-founded a company that reached a valuation of $700 million, which I'm very, very proud of. But before reaching that $700 million, you did experience some setbacks then, right? The setbacks were after this. So when I when I sort of I've secured the funding and I've grew the company to a certain mm-hmm. stage, I was not happy with the, you know my portion of the business versus the contribution that I made, and I decided to step down and start my own business in telecommunication in Myanmar. So managed with all the relationship I had to get a license, started the operation. We were trying to bring internet to the home and businesses in Myanmar. And with that, the local partner who was my partner defaulted on his obligation and did not put the money that he was supposed to put in for in terms of investment. So we ran out of money and I had very, very tough, I would say, experience to let go of employees, have to manage, you know, the suppliers and unwind the business. It's like having what happened to your father's business happen all over again. How did you handle all those Recalling the events, there was so much going on at once Mm -hmm. and every day there was a problem of a certain magnitude that I I had to handle. Also, it was in a foreign country, it was not my country, etc. So it made things even more complicated. With that and the human aspect of the things started to come the financial aspect of things. So obviously I had lost my savings. The uh, Myanmar, other Myanmar investment was not ready to be exited so that I can I can uh, benefit from it. And I, essentially, I ran completely out of money, got into a depression. Took me almost two years to recover from it. With your help, Mike. Thank you for for putting me in the story, but let's talk about that because for our listeners right now, those who are having hard times because they're, you know, starting with their startup journey or they're probably, you know, they're coming from a series of failures. Tell them about your experience. How was it to find yourself at the lowest point in your life and what made you want to start all over again? So I'll start with what made me start all over again. I really don't have an exact answer. The only thing that I can see is me being part of a a successful business, seeing myself, perhaps this image that I cultivated when I was younger, going to my father's business, seeing him as an entrepreneur. And I think that's pretty much what has always been in my mind. Now, when you are that low in your life, it's very difficult to see yourself and see a brighter future. And you just have to take things like incrementally, one day after the other, without never losing faith. But getting that faith burning again and driving you, I think is is a very, very challenging task and also a very important one. What was the most difficult thing about starting all over again? Because, you know, uh, they always say that the hardest thing to do is to choose to start all over again it's scary it seems so difficult it seems like you know there's no nothing certain you can't be sure about what's happening next so what do you think was really the most difficult part for you then and how did you overcome it if we look at the end goal Mm -hmm. when we are so low it could be depressing 
because it you know we are not in the right mind of state there is so much to accomplish there is a mountain to overcome and we could be discouraged i i think while there was an idea of i need to go back there i was not thinking too much about the end goal at that point in time my goal is to get there but now let me sort out the most immediate things so i needed to first of all get a job so while i was my own mm -hmm. employer i had to go and uh, get a job i had also to go through establishing myself a network back in doe because i had spent so much time in myanmar slowly by slowly you know i started paying back my debt i had the opportunity to and the mental bandwidth to think about new things to do meet new people with this new focus and uh, these new encounters opportunities come and how i started my new business wow okay that that sounds really amazing so right now looking at what happened to you in myanmar what was the best lesson you learned from that experience and maybe even with the experience of losing you know your father's business to begin with what did it teach you i think uh, one of the key words that people keep telling me when they see me work is persistence and i think when you hit the wall you really need to be persistent to go back again at it so and almost foolish i would say i don't know but putting aside i mean today i'm still sometimes i i'm i'm fearful about running out of money for my business while I'm recruiting people, bringing people from abroad. So I feel a very big responsibility. And in the back of my mind, I have that fear. I prefer not to think about it and look at the bright side of things, but that fear is there. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Uh, I love your answer about persistence because that's what other people forget when they find themselves at the lowest point in their life. They feel that they don't have a choice or they don't want to move on and forward with their experience. What helped give you that kind of persistence in your journey right now? And tell us about your newest venture. How the persistence developed, honestly speaking, I don't know. Um, I... I'm trying to think about whether or not my parents you? did I think it's just the idea from the beginning that uh, I wanted to be my own entrepreneur. Having tasted that very young, I remember one of the very nice things that I loved to do when I was young is my when my father was taking me with him and I go to his meetings, I listen to what he has to say. I'm trying to do the same thing with my kid today. It's, it's something that I enjoyed back then and probably is something that has stayed with me all this time. Now, I hope this answers your question. Mm -hmm. So how has your dream changed right now? You have a new venture. So tell us about your newest venture. And this is, has been a result of what you've been through all these years. Yes, that's correct. So as and when I was patching up myself and thinking about deeply, you know, who I am, where can I bring value, what are the things that I need to, uh, what I need, what are the things that I'm excelling and what are the things that I should avoid in my life. I put in place like a, a pyramid of the core things that I'm looking for. And somehow, somehow I met with my current partner in the co-working space where I was working mm -hmm. and completely randomly, we were having a chat, a coffee, a coffee at the cafeteria talking about, hey, what do you do, etc. And surprisingly, surprisingly, you know, sometimes, you know, I look back and and see how life is putting, you know, these events and these cues in your path. 
and then we discussed and the next day we came up with the idea he tested it with some of his clients and they told us you know if you do this the providers will really kiss your hand and that was the expression that one of the client told us and we built from that and looking back a year and a half after where we raised the money we are present in two countries we have 20 i have 25 people working for us we are really working on on something very innovative in the healthcare and insurance space so i would not have i would say that the desire to to be at this level was there but the path and the shape and the form and the taste of it was not articulated that's how i can think of this mm-hmm. Uh, Claim is now considered as one of the most successful startups in Dubai. Congratulations to that, my friend. Thank you. What do you think made everything possible to begin with? You mentioned about having the clarity in terms of what you wanted, what you didn't want, how you can go about things. What do you think made it all possible? First of all is with all the all the failures and the and the laws that I've went through there was never a belief that I'm not going to be able to do it it was not the right time or it, there was not the right opportunity to do it but ultimately that desire was there so i think that that's very important because without that vision and desire you don't have the motivation to go and get things done especially starting a new business. So I think that's one. The second is still to date I'm very amazed about the how things have shaped up and how the sort of the universe put all of these good things in front of us almost effortlessly. I'm uh, I'm shocked sometimes how easy while it's difficult I still find mm-hmm. that the most the most challenging part of the business have been easy actually and the rest is not something out of reach. So I don't know how to interpret this I'm always puzzled to see that so I, I look back and and start laughing about it and I say okay what is the universe putting in front of us or what to expect so that's the attitude that I'm right now at the moment what you said about believing in yourself and your dreams and your vision is something which most if not all of our listeners can actually relate to simply because again when you experience failure the first thing that you lose is your belief in yourself What allowed you to hold on to that goal? What allowed you to hold on to your dreams? I think first of all is that this very very strong image that was there from my early childhood. I think it's so ingrained in my head that it's easy to call it back. But also when we go through a difficult time at least in my condition is I, I was lucky to have you helping and supporting gaining that belief and I think at some point in time we ought to open to other people that we trust and believe in and get that help that we desperately need at that point in time. So um, I, I would say look we have to be vulnerable we have to accept that we have to accept the failure and we have to accept that at some point in time we we do need help. This is bring a smile on my face simply because I remember our conversation from almost 3 years ago and that fateful moment where in I gave you a copy of my book back then and i wrote there your dreams of which you had it printed out and you know i don't know where you posted it but i'll it tell was... you <laughs> <laughs> okay you you go ahead and tell that story go so you know when you wrote that message on your book i was very very low and it was almost impossible for me to believe in that so the message was in 5 years time 
We'll be talking together in a talk show and I will get an award from Forbes. It was so far away mm-hmm. that it was almost unbelievable. And at that point in time, I think that uh, having you there, believing and keeping the dream alive was very important. Now, looking back at this message, I can feel that it's reachable. I still have three and a half years to go before the <laughs> prophecy happens. I know, right? But who says yeah. we have to wait for five years? What if we do it in four years or three years even? I mean, you just have to believe in yourself, much like you did. That message, I have it in my bedroom and I have it in my bathroom. So I see it every day. And it's sitting there and I know it will come. So I think this is the difference between now and back then when things were extremely dark and foggy and is at that time I couldn't even believe in it. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I'm not at the point where I'm not believing in it. I'm just waiting for it to happen because I know it, it will happen. So that's the biggest change between that time and, and today. And that is such a beautiful experience to share simply because knowing if you have at least just one person who believed in you, you can make it through no matter how difficult it is and starting all over again won't be a problem. So looking back right now, Karim, if there was a particular advice that you would give to our listeners right now who may be encountering difficulties when it comes to putting up their own businesses or they may have you know, experience a lot of failures in their life, uh, what would you tell them? I will tell them that vision is important. And you might be currently running a business and working hard, they're trying to do everything to make it successful. But is it really tied up to the vision at the core of what you want? So even you are working hard on it and doing everything, maybe that is not the business where you're going to be successful. So in the end of the day is that vision of where you see yourself is very important. It's the motive to drive you. It has to be highly charged with emotions. And then, you know, the mechanics of how it will happen, you just have to be open and trust uh, the universe. I would say that's how I see it. Trusting the universe, trusting yourself and the process would allow you to, you know, just surrender and enjoy the journey altogether. So right now, what's next for you? You've reached your one of your greatest goals right now. So what's next for you? What can we expect from you? Look, I still need that Forbes award, so um, I'm working on it. That would happen. <laughs> that would definitely happen. We'll make that happen. You you yeah. know that. You know that. We'll make that happen. Okay. Any uh, expansion or any new ventures that you want? Yes. I mean, we are currently discussing the possibility to expand in Morocco. We are also looking at possibilities to expand in Egypt. I'm wow. extremely keen to see what can be done in the Philippines. You know, that's a country Apart where... Apart from getting your own beach house. <laughs> yeah, but look, uh, you, you, you can get bored in the beach house. I think I'm, uh, I'm always going to find something to do, yeah. even in the most boring places. Mm-hmm. So I think there are a lot of opportunities in healthcare. We, we see a big trend, which is digitalizing healthcare in general and using that uh, medical data for the good of all of us for better treatment. It's something that is fairly new and uh, enabled today with the current technologies and the immense access to data, but still medical data is uh, very much siloed within the doctors, etc. So there is a lot, there are a lot of opportunities in, in the space and we are super excited to be in that space. 
Wow, sounds amazing. I'm sure you inspired a lot of our listeners right now. So if they want to reach you, how can they, you know, contact you? Very simple. They can go to LinkedIn and my name is Karim Daki, Delta Alpha Kilo Kilo India. And just send me a message and I will be happy to respond to any queries on the experience or if I can help in any shape, way or form. This is so surreal, simply because right now I'm talking to my next Forbes billionaire, guys. So again, that's sit for today. So thank you very much. You just heard from the CEO and co-founder of Claim.ai, Karim Daki, who was, you know, generous enough to share with us his time and his inspiring story as he talked about how it is to start all over again. Now, for all of you guys who are listening right now, please don't forget to subscribe and follow my show. And you can reach me via www.coach-mikesellis.com or via my social media platforms, which you can just type my name on Google and everything else would appear. So I look forward to having you again during the next episode. Again, remember, wherever you are right now, it's okay simply because you're on your way to becoming your own hashtag best me ever. My name is Coach Mike Sellis. Bye, guys. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with the mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com.